Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast. And how are you? Good. Great. Uh, it's Tony Hans and Jeremy in with you on a Tuesday in season four, episode seven, Mocking Jay part two. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Mockingbird. Uh, got the wrong franchise there for a moment. Welcome, boys. What up? What's what up? up? Mock- oh, talk about a terrible franchise. Never mm. never saw the movies, never read the books. Uh, never read the books, liked the first three movies, thought the final movie was just god-awful and kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Really? Like, See, I thought the first movie was like, okay, and then I saw the second movie and I thought it was trash, and then I didn't watch <laughs> a movie after that. <laughs> so I heard that oh. entire series is pretty dark, though, right? Isn't it pretty violent in general? Yeah, especially since it's kind of branded to be a bit more on the kid young teen oh, sort yeah. of side of things uh yeah it, i mean it's it's fairly dark it's about kids killing each other right it's, it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like PUBG, right <laughs> yeah basically except for <laughs> it was, children yeah. it was the Fortnite before it was Fortnite. the Fortnite before Fortnite. a lot less flossing right jump them off of in this island everyone kills each other on an island the island closes in on itself i don't know it's true yeah, yeah. i so the, it's I guess it's about as dark as it can be for kids killing each other, right? Because it's still kind of targeted at like the PG thirteen audience. How it's is true. killing yeah, each other their kids PG thirteen? It's targeted at the tweens. Something had to replace Twilight. Oh, was this was that true. was that the same time? Twilight around that time? Yeah, it was like it was it was filling that void for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of right slipping in right after. I think. Mm. Is yeah, that still yeah. a thing? Is Twilight still a thing? Or is that done? It's been done for. Maybe a decade. Ten I don't years. Know, long, yeah, long really? Time. I felt like yeah. that was something that was probably the terrible, like just the horribleness of those movies must have caught up <laughs> with them. I think there were what four, four books and movies, maybe five. That many? Something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I couldn't tell you. I, I think I, Twilight was also around the same time of the whole Gray series, right? For that whole. No, so I think that? Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. and I, I, I think I'm right about this, even though it sounds weird. I think the author got her start writing because she was writing Twilight fan fiction. What? I know it's it, that sounds so wrong, but I swear it's, it, to my knowledge, is <laughs> To be true. honest, probably well, it's bad fact, those well, books it's are. Probably, probably fact now. <laughs> now that we've said it, recorded it. Internet. It's fact. It's going to be in the wiki. Uh, if you Indeed. can't find it, it's because she's trying to hide it. She's trying to cover it up. <laughs> trying to cover that <laughs> yeah, up. Exactly. It is confirmed. Bad. You heard it here. Wait, so then the writer for Fifty Shades of Grey wrote Twilight fan fiction, right? I think so. So there's going to yeah. be like, she's probably has like all these doodles of uh, whatever the fuck the vampire kid was, like with some hearts and some leather and then just made the connection to the Grey series. <laughs> Absolutely some leather. I'm glad you included that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to cut in. Uh, Tony, do you have a like a jingle or anything when we have breaking news? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> look at this news; it's breaking. Uh. So breaking Ooh, news, Jackson. and by breaking news, I mean news that uh, I read about like a week ago on uh, online and totally forgot about. There's yeah, a course. story, uh, and I'm gonna use the source IGN. That's okay. probably where it is. Sure. Uh, sir. Pounce. Sir Pounce? Canonically. Oh, God. <laughs> You're stringing me along so hard. What? Is dead. I know. I saw that as well, actually. And guess who uh, killed Sir Pounce? 
Motherfucking Cersei Lannister. She did. She did. I didn't, I just saw the headline and like the little log line. So I didn't, did you read the story? Like, did it say what she that did? Was, that was literally the story. It was the, some. so in an interview, uh, I don't know if it was D.B. Weiss or the other writer, um, basically just confirmed that Sir Pounce in the show is in fact dead. And he, oh. he had an, talk about, so we get all these on-screen deaths. We don't even, they don't even think to mention Sir Pounce. But apparently, off-screen, Sir Pounce was killed by Cersei uh, in later season, not in season four. But right, um, right. in some off-screen moment, she was uh, Sir Pounce was killed, uh, and it is confirmed by the show writers. So and and he, he doesn't say how or why. No, I mean, it doesn't we can say how or why. But he did say that it was a pain in the, the ass. He said it was a huge pain in the ass to. Uh, try and film with sir pounce <laughs> apparently sir pounce <laughs> just did whatever the hell he wanted <laughs> really did not he was want a to be se- murdered. he was just a complete diva yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, well rest in peace sir pounce uh in the arms, uh. <laughs> oh my god okay let's be honest when that commercial is on and it starts with the puppy's eyes oh looking at god. you i have yeah. to turn the channel i'm like i can't do this it's, yeah. it's rough man it's rough it's rough well it's rough. <laughs> Such it's the noise ass. dogs make. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, let's see. Six minutes in, should we talk about Game of Thrones? What are you talking about? We've been talking about Sir Pounce like this. A good good <laughs> chunk of that. Well, let's let's jump back to where we currently are in the timeline, and that is season four, episode seven, Mocking Bird. Need a little refresher, y'all? Mock. Hit me with that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that our character <laughs> we're going to do? A little, little Jim Carrey. <laughs> little Jim Carrey. Uh, t- oh, I feel vastly underprepared for that. Actually, I think, Jeremy, you got it yesterday, and I think Hans yeah, beat you to it Hans, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want uh, uh, just a little lady known as Agatha. <laughs> it's a lovely inside joke that no one will understand. Uh, just, Just picture this. It's a it's a lovely woman, probably in her sixties, but she could definitely be in her eighties. Uh, she lives in Florida. She doesn't wear a ton. She's got skin like leather, and she chain smokes Cuban cigars with her lover, Jose, who is not of Cuban descent, but straight from the island himself. And uh, she loves him so. She loves her rum, which she keeps in her brazier. And uh, she would like to tell you a little bit about. Uh, season four, episode seven. <clears throat> Mockingbird. <laughs> Tyrion enlists an unlikely ally. Dario entreats Danny to allow him to do what he does best. <clears throat> John's warnings about the wall's vulnerability fall on deaf ears. And Brienne follows a new lead on the road with Pod. <laughs> uh, forgot how much that hurts That's so for just to- tony uh first impressions uh i'm sorry agatha first impressions what do you think oh, about God. the show <laughs> this show as a whole i tell you what i tell you what we've seen precious few wieners uh, and when we have seen them it's like these men don't even care. They don't tan. They don't oil. 
<laughs> I don't want to look at that scraggly mess. <laughs> Always flaccid, too. Oh, that's exactly. Always flaccid, yeah. Have yeah. we ever got an erect penis? Can you show an erect penis <laughs> like, and it not be one? porn? It's HBO. You could show whatever you want. They do show porn sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, HBO, does HBO have porn? Does it? Uh, I mean, they used to. I think they still. Is Real Sex still a show? I don't know. Is that porn? I don't know. I don't, I don't actually have I don't HBO. I just, have, I just use your guys' HBO now. I think you could find everything on there. There's like a late night section or something. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, for a while there, I was using your dad's <laughs> HBO, so I was not going to be watching porn on your dad the cop's yeah. HBO. <laughs> He's He still has access to it, but I pay for it now, so I feel like it's like... <laughs> It's it's almost it's a like power play Tony for me to watch Game of Thrones followed by porn, 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 porn. Game of Thrones back to porn, porn. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like you just have to put. Don't even watch it. Just put everything on my list so that when he first goes on it, it's just all this porn stuff. And then there's that, and then there's Smurfs, and then this. <laughs> Can I tell you? There's no like for whatever reason, whatever studio made the Smurfs two. Yeah. Must have really been into heavily promoting that movie. They billboarded up this town like crazy. And in like the more rundown parts, if, if there are rundown parts of this town that I live in here in Quincy, Illinois, it's like nobody has bought out those billboards since. So if you, if you go like 10 blocks away from my house, and I, I often just go for walks, you'll see like nine billboards for the Smurfs 2, which is very much not a relevant thing at all. Do you think they're still they're paying for that constantly. advertisement space, or do you just think no, they haven't not put at it? all? You think they like just there's... you think they'd blank it out or something? I mean, that's that's the Smurfs too is getting away with a steal right now. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty they're, they're gaming I feel like, the system like crazy. I feel like I think this is an opportunity for Thrones and Scones. That billboard space, they've got to be just trying to give that away. <laughs> so we just need to buy it once, <laughs> and time. we'll get the yeah, we'll get the Life, uh, advertising yeah. for years, lifelong until until Smurfs three comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if it seems like we're delaying, it's because we kind of are delaying uh, I think this episode. We probably talked about all the high points of the episode already. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, uh, did we talk about anything? Yeah. Exactly. Sounds good. Yeah. It's a rough episode, you guys. Um, probably the worst of the season. Yeah, easily. I, I mean, w- what happens in this episode? We see the mountain... <sighs> I can't remember if it's 2.0 or 3.0 at this point. Um, it's, we see, it's our final mountain now. It is, yes, it is yeah. the it is the up to current mountain. Uh, however many were before him, we're not quite certain. But yes, our, our current mountain, we see him. I don't remember his name. It's very long and Icelandic. Uh, we get Rorge and Biter back for a minute. Briefly. Then they die. Yep. Uh, they die pretty pr- pretty great. I will... Uh, I did kind of like that moment with Arya being like, "Hound, like, is he on your list?" I don't know his name. Yes, it's Roj. Thank you. Boom! Right yeah. in the heart. That was, yeah. that, let's all agree. Best part. Let's move on. No, <laughs> actually, that's not even my best part. Wasn't mine either, actually. Um, so Hans, what was your best part? My best part was that cold ass line that Lord Baelish delivers. <laughs> He'll probably be the only time he's ever fit into my best moment. Mm. Is when he drops that cold ass line right before he drops Lysa out the hole. Oh, Your sister. Hole. It's only one woman I've ever loved. Yeah, that was brutal. Your sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that I actually marked that as my least favorite moment of the episode, only because it was absolutely like the climax, mm. uh, and it was stupid. Uh, the Lysa thing, it was so, I mean, she's, she's so nuts. She needed to die. I don't miss her. A long time ago. Um, but just looking at a very calculated person that is Peter Baelish, and especially going into the next episode, he's really kind of relying on Sansa to pull him out of this. And even when she does, he's very surprised. So this seems like an uncharacteristically unthought out move from Littlefinger, because it could have gone so poorly for him. Yeah. Um, which is yes, I, I marked it as my least favorite part because of that. And I wonder uh, if he thinks like that when he kisses her before that, uh, when he kisses Sansa, and Sansa doesn't fight, but it's like it's clear she doesn't, she's not happy with it. If he's like, oh, well, maybe maybe this is a chance for us. Maybe there is something here, and he, and he thinks, oh, by doing this, that'll open that opportunity. Uh, yeah, that's the only reason I can think that he would put himself in such a a situation where I mean she's witnessing the murder. I mean I can't figure out otherwise. So rubbing your yeah, head. and you're actually jumping on what I think is my least favorite part, which is Lord Baelish kissing Sansa to begin with. Because my reason that was my least favorite part is actually kind of why that almost exactly everything you said, Tony, but in this moment, like a guy who contemplates everything, plans everything out, has got to know that kissing Sansa here is the absolute worst thing that he could do. And then the whole, after that, I kind of thought that he he ended up killing, he had planned out that he's pretty much got to get rid of Lysa because she's not going to be, she's going to be nuts moving yeah. forward after seeing that. So I kind of thought that that was rational, like him having to get rid of her or kind of shut her up. Because she would have just made things much worse knowing that and probably would have hurt Sansa and or him. And uh, I, I don't think he was going to let that happen. But why even bother kissing Sansa to begin with? And I get that that's he's it's kind of his weakness, right? Is is Sansa because of her mom and everything? But I don't know. I feel like that was just dumb. Well, I think they're trying to set it up to be his weakness. It's like, oh, his his logic falters when he's around her, but he very much like games her later on and right. like plays her for a fool yep. and uses her to to further himself like so I, it if they're going for it, they forget and change their mind down the road. So mm-hmm. either way it's a fault. Yeah. Um <clears throat> we do get a nice moment between Tyrion and Jamie in a prison where they kind of talk and Jamie just pretty much readily admits that, Hey buddy, I can't, uh, I can't fight for you. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be good. And, um, it was actually my favorite moment then when, uh, you know, he, he had sent Braun in and yeah, that was good. I liked it just so much because they stuck to the character of Braun while also kind of developing, you know, and showing that their relationship had moved forward. But mm-hmm. like, you know, when you met Braun, you're like, okay, yeah, he would have never He's a walked into that yeah. suicide. Yeah. And I like that he didn't do it now. And, you know, you can tell that Tyrion liked it as well. And, uh, you know, he, he accepted it because that's the person that he was. And, you know, they, they parted ways. And it, it was an interesting, if bittersweet moment. I do have a question for you guys today. Um, what if... Jamie did agree to fight for Tyrion. What do you think would have happened? Oh, the mountain would have just <laughs> mounted that dude. <laughs> mounted him? I, 
I don't think it's any question that he would have gotten wrecked. But do you think the fight would have even happened? No. No? No. I think it. I think that would have been the play that Tywin would have intervened on. I Yeah. I think you're probably right. I think Tywin would have been like, we've already agreed... You know, Tyrion's taking taking the black keys. We're not we're not going to do this. There's no need to, and that would have been the end of the thing. Of which everyone would have mm. actually probably been happier in that situation. Here's my only devil's advocate thing to that, uh, is they do talk about it. Tyrion says, "Wouldn't it be funny wiping out the legacy in one fell swoop?" Blah blah blah. And Jamie says, "It is tempting. Like it means that they've considered it, and they must come to some reason why they don't do it because there's got to be at least a decent enough probability that." Jamie would have to go through with it. Or, I mean, he could be thinking that it would, you know, obviously, even if he didn't, it would ruin things. I don't think he cares as much with his father, but with Cersei. But at this point, I mean, they're they're at such odds and he's really trying to help Tyrion. Do you think do you think if Jamie would have had both hands, he could have beat the mountain? We've talked about mm. this a little bit as well. Cuz I think Bronn actually has shown that even though he may not be um as whatever formally trained i think he's a better swordsman because he doesn't play by rules than jamie even probably when he did have his hand yeah i don't know i don't know i think that it would have certainly been a fight i don't know again we've gotten to see very little of jamie so i can't tell it is very much like that quick thing that ends up beating the mountain or, you know, close enough mm-hmm. in the next episode. And um, Jamie doesn't come off that, that quick. Well, I, I don't I don't know if he does or not. Right. Um, well, with him and Ned fighting in the, you know, in, in that series, it, it, neither one of them seemed to be like leaping around. Right. True. It was very true. still traditional, whatever, you know, I would say not. What is it? What is the word I want to use? Um, kind of the like. Corey- the choreography back then wasn't uh, in the show wasn't, <laughs> yeah. wasn't the best either. Yes, yeah, true. true. It was not. Um, it, yeah, it was gentlemen. Money it was, on it. It was gentlemen fighting, right? It was like chivalry. Yeah, we we will face each other. We will hold our stances, and we will only do X, Y, and Z. Sure. Yeah. No, no touching of the hair yeah. or face. Yes, no, <laughs> no touching of the hair or face. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! No groping. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I think if I had to put money on it, I probably would still bet on the mountain to win that. Um, which, by the way, the mountain's training regimen is epic. <laughs> I don't see how that really helps him all, all that much. It just he gets a bunch of people chained up, and then they plead for their lives, and he kills them. <laughs> Disembowels, and I like how when Cersei's visiting him, just steps over all of that. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah, just just to round up the Tyrion storyline for the day. Uh, so Jamie can't help, Bronn can't help, but at the end of the episode, we do kind of find Tyrion's champion in Oberyn Martell, uh, which is a cool moment. It, it's got the weirdest phrasing, I think, where it's like Oberyn's deep in this speech, and what he said, I, and I've run it back, I think it's grammatically correct, but it just sounds weird, uh, where he's like, he's like, I will get my revenge. I will start with Sir Gregor Clegane, who, 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 who killed my sister Elia Martel's children, and then raped her before killing her as well. Like it's it's whatever he says is like so just it's just so awkward that you're like, mm, would have been a better moment if you could have phrased it a little bit better. But hey, I'm sorry about your sister. He's like before uh, killed her after prior raping her and killing yeah. her children. 
before he didn't kill her again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, that that was a cool moment. I mean, they really kind of drummed up the the music and the the, <laughs> the 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 camera on pose with Oberyn with the torch held high. I will be your champion. Uh, but it was cool. Yeah, it's fine. And we <laughs> could just we could just finish up the episode. And at least and, that turns out well. So uh, yeah, 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 with uh, Danny and then. Uh, Ooh. In her private chambers, right? I think who is she with? <laughs> In more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Dario, right? Indeed. And then she's talking about he's bitching about not getting to do things he loves, you know, fighting and fucking. And she's like, "Up, oh, take off your clothing." And then when Jora walks by and is like, "Oh, you know," I mean, sh- he is multiple times. I felt like told her how how he feels now. This young youngin gets her so. Uh, oh, well. blamer. No, no, no. He is. He's one fine. And then when he undresses, that's some, some not yeah. jugglies, but some fine <laughs> buns, well, buns yeah, of steel. Get, I was gonna say we get some butt. Uh, do, Dario, some butt. Dario, uh, no Harris. <laughs> <laughs> this this Game of Thrones, uh, this Game of Thrones groomer, just getting everywhere these days. <laughs> everywhere. It really, it's becoming the hot new trend. We also see some, uh, as rounding out the jugglies portion, uh, we see some Melisandre boobs. Beebs. Beebs. Yes. Beebs. Uh, Beebs. She has some very high nipples, Melisandre. Did you notice this? I didn't even notice. They're like a little bit higher up than I would have guessed. Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that. Uh, you mean like they're sitting in the convexity of it? They're sitting higher up on the actual, on the shelf? Yeah, on the shelf. Yeah, I would say that they're just a rung ahead of a where I would have worth, imagined yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know she's she, she's hiding them from the kids, so she put them on the top <laughs> shelf. <laughs> Mama, uh, those demon yeah. babies. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be careful with those demon babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they are aggressive. Too toothy. Yeah. Those demon they babies. They are spiders. <laughs> 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 Plus, they grow up in like four hours. <laughs> yeah, so, like, but the, the first time they go to breastfeed, by the time they're done, they're eight. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, wait, no, no, no. It's weird now. <laughs> uh, speaking of suckling the goodies, Hans, I believe, has a cherry scone today. Yeah, I'm going to clarify. Uh, this is a, and I'm clarifying just in case that they have further cherry scones at this exact same place. This is a whole wheat. <laughs> buttermilk cherry scone mm. uh, from Outpost grocery store again. And it's on the lower tier for their stuff, in my opinion. Maybe I'm just not a big fan of the, the wheat stuff. So I'm going to mm. go ahead and, and my, my official review is uh, okay. 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 Such a cock. Well, if you want to see all of the scones and where they rank up, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Thrones and Scones. Thronesandscones.com if you want the links to every dang thing that we do in every dang place that we are. And of course, we'll be back here, same time, same place tomorrow morning to tackle season four, episode eight. And I have a feeling we will have a lot more Game of Thrones to talk about. But no promises. We don't want to set expectations too wrong. Until then, you're done with G-O-T. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, know me. me.